Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started? Are Travis and Tulowitzki? The two guys with T's. Maybe Josh Tolley should start playing again. No, no. Perish no, the thought. <laughs> I did that for you, <laughs> listeners, for all of you who don't have a ridiculously small platform in which to do that. <laughs> yeah. I saw a funny tweet about this. Someone's like, the, the, the loser doesn't get a new stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Artificial Turf Wars, episode number 29 where we're wondering how many S's are in the word abysmal. I'm joined tonight Jays by... Jays are certainly adding a lot of L's to that one right now. <laughs> uh, we are joined, of course, by Josh Housem and, and myself, Greg Wisniewski, and we are here to recap yet another banner week in Blue Jays land. Uh, we have some poor results to report on. We have an injury to arguably the best player on the team. Uh... Blue Jays hired someone for the front office, who's uh, a name you may recognize. Uh, we have lots of listener questions, probably none of which are about where we're going to have the parade for the World Series championship. And uh, we got a couple gold stars and a very special do-over. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get, let, let me just, uh, I'm going to run down all the scores because usually we just sort of gloss over the week. No, no, I believe. So we would have started with the Red Sox game on Friday, right? Because we Correct. recorded. Yeah. So they lost 13 to three. Uh, then they won three to two. And then they Whoa. lost 11 to eight. Now mm-hmm. note that eight run score is like significantly higher than the Blue Jays have managed pretty much all month. And um, yeah, they lost anyway. Uh, then they won three, two versus the Rays. No woohoo. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost 6-2. And then they lost 8-1. And they did those last uh, three things without the aid of Josh Donaldson. Well, first, in general, is, is, is there anything watchable about this team right now? No. Yeah. I mean, these games are... okay. The Red Sox won where they lost 11-8. That one was at least entertaining because it had lots of power. And, it, you know, unfortunately, it also had 16... 16- or 18 freaking pitchers it's like god i hate september baseball at times but uh um yeah it's just there's these games suck they're yeah. slow 
there's no excitement. I mean, you know, it's like the eight one game today. Ooh, the Jays scored in the bottom of the first and then did nothing. They didn't get another hit until the seventh inning. Yeah. And then when when things are going badly, they're going very, very badly because a team that is supposed to have defense as its strength has kicked the ball around, at least in the Boston series, they kicked the ball around like crazy. And it didn't even show up as, as errors necessarily. Well, not all of them, but some no, of them. Some of them, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, official scorers have their weird, oh, well, you didn't actually touch the ball, so that's not an error rules. But uh, yeah, balls over Pilar's head, uh, ball off of uh, Upton's outstretched glove, um, Devin Travis moving the wrong way, on uh, attempting to keep the runner close, and then the spot he just vacated, the, the hit, goes right by him that doesn't even start like uh, today there was a, a ball that goins at third waited to roll foul and instead it hit the third base bag that well that one wasn't a defensive miscue there was no way he was gonna throw him out at first i'm just saying that you can't seem to win like you you watch it and you go oh well although i guess there's nothing to be done at you know water under the bridge joe biagini Gave up another home run. <laughs> yeah, the guy hadn't time. given up a single home run until that Yankee series, and he gave up three in his next four outings. <laughs> <laughs> the Russian uh, monster has hit him hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron Loop is regularly getting into games. No, he sucks. He hits left-handed people like it was the thing that he was brought up to do. It's <sighs> like he's hit more lefties than anybody over the last three years, and he's a specialist. And he's only been up half the time. Yeah. No. The, uh, so we did our, I did the, I wrote the game recap for us today. And I wrote about like the middle bullpen has been freaking awful. Like just absolutely terrible. Uh, I mean, so you, you talked about the raised losses, right? With the last, was it six, two and, uh, and eight, one. Yep. That's right. Both those games, when the bullpen came in, the other team had three runs. A perfectly manageable comeback situation, even for the Blue yeah. Jays, who are anemic when it comes to yeah, hitting. Yeah, it was... Right, exactly. It was 3-2 on Tuesday when they came in, when Biagini came in, and it was 3-1 when Dermody came in on Wednesday's game. And both times, they just completely buried the team. I thought it was interesting how Jose Bautista, I believe it was in that f first race game? Yeah, the first race game hit a two-run home run to put the Jays up 2 nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And before the Blue Jays recorded another out on the defensive side of the ball, it was tied. <laughs> yeah, back-to-back -back home runs. Yeah, on like three pitches or something. I'm like, really? You couldn't, couldn't even have the lead for one out just to say, hey, we were in front. No, no, we give all that right back. Now, do I think they're doing this intentionally? course not <laughs> of course not we're not irrational no well, not completely irrational well i'm getting irrational this team <laughs> uh um, that's one no, okay but, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but really it's just it, it's unbelievable how bad it has been i mean the when you're calling up all these pitchers for your september call-ups they're supposed to be able to actually get out yeah yeah that's the whole it's thing interesting. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, after you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, such kindness. Um, the, and it's also it's caused some strange decisions. Like in that Boston game, the one that they lost, 11 to 8. For some reason, when it was, I believe the score was 8 to 7, going into the 6th, 
And they started the inning with Schultz, even though after two seeing-eye singles, they took him out and put in Benoit to face David Ortiz. If you're going to pitch Benoit with no outs in the sixth anyway, why isn't he starting the inning against the top of the Red Sox order? I, I don't know. I, I think I think John Gibbons trusts these guys probably more yeah, than he should. Well, they're clearly showing that he shouldn't, right? Yep, over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just awful. And it's, it's, like you said, it's not entertaining. That's the whole point, isn't it? To be entertained? Yeah, it'd be one thing if, you know, it's like the Jays are losing games, you know, five to four. They have runners on every inning. They're not cashing them. That'd be frustrating as hell, but it would be at least entertaining. Now it's just like one, two, three inning. One, two, three inning. Oh, good. They got a two-out single. Oh, no, he's out right away. Four-out inning. Four-batter inning. It's like there's no, they're not even threatening to score. It's just depressing. And same deal. If they, again, that game, the 11-8 game was entertaining. Pile on a bunch of runs, get a lead. I don't like the way it turned out, but there's some action there. There's some tension where you, you know, oh, they scored six. Maybe they can score seven. Oh, they, you know, they, they got the lead back or they got back into a position to take the lead. Yeah, these last few games making pitchers look like Cy Young candidates over and over again. The only thing that stood between, pardon me, between the Blue Jays and another sweep at the hands of Tampa Bay at home was Ezekiel Carrera hitting a home run. Think the about that. Field. <laughs> 343 feet, I'm told, which you have to... Yeah, the Blue, Blue Jays don't have a run scored on a hit that wasn't a home run since Saturday. So, they scored on a sack fly and a walk. What is the approach here, or lack of approach, that's got the hitters this screwed up? I don't know. It's really baffling. I mean, these are guys that have all hit well in the past, right? And, and in the middle of, them, of the season, except they hit okay, well. the only guys who are hitting right now are Travis and Tulowitzki. The two guys with T's. Maybe Josh Tolley should start playing again. No, no, no. Perish the thought. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tula went over today, but he'd been hitting well. Travis is on a hitting streak, but nobody else seems to be able to actually get hits when there's runners on base. And if you can't do that, you're not going to score many runs. Like Encarnacion came up with the bases loaded and struck out. And before that, Bautista came up, two goes on and walked. This was in Tuesday's game, but no one can actually get a ball and drive it and put runs on the board. I don't have a problem with the walk because, if, I mean, because Encarnacion a couple of weeks ago was on fire, right. you know, if, trust to pass the baton. But that Encarnacion at bat was something I'm still thinking about writing about because it was how Terrible. not to take a plate appearance. First pitch, fastball, down the middle of the plate, watches it. Second pitch, breaking ball in under his hands, takes a massive cut at it. This is the dirt. Yeah. So you just told the pitcher, I can't pick up what you're doing. Let's throw whatever you want. And it was fastball up and away, and he swung through it at 94. Yeah. So if you're fooled by the breaking ball completely, don't you have to be absolutely ready for the fastball, no matter what, to at least foul it off with two strikes? Yeah, and I mean, if you look stupid really, and he really... throws a breaking ball, well, then you look stupid. But you can't get beat by the fastball when the fastball is the only thing you've got a shot at hitting. Like, I don't know. It was a really bad at bat. And it was just such a contrast from the one on, Monday, on Sunday when Tulowitzki, after Buckholz was having all kinds of command problems, 
walks the bases loaded, and then walks in a run. He's like, I'm looking for a meatball right now. And he crushed the first pitch. And it's like, the Encarnacion, they walked the bases loaded. It's like, you should be looking for it to crush that first pitch because the guy's not going to want to walk in a run. Yep. And if you look dumb on the first pitch and you at least took your hack, well, that's that's on you to be 0-1. But don't let the pitcher put you 0-1 when it's going to be a fastball, what, 75% of the time, 80% of the time? I don't know. I, I think I think they're they're maybe watching too much film. I have no idea to get into their own heads about what the pitchers are trying to do. We, we last year, yes, they got a whole bunch of junk and they got pitched around. But as this this offense has waned and waned, there are more and more fastballs coming their way, and they're not getting on them and not hitting them. I think part of the problem, the reason I, I took issue with the walk, which now when you're passing to an Encarnacion is fine, right? Yep. But when you get down to the middle of this order, the bottom of the order is so bad right now the pitchers aren't caring if the if the jays take the walk it's like if Tulo walks eh, no big deal we're just gonna go get michael saunders who can't hit his way out of a paper bag or melvin upton or kevin pilar it's you know so at some point the jays need to when the run in run scoring positions or situations take hacks even if it's not the perfect pitch we shall see I don't think we're sounding like hitting coaches, right? Obviously, we have no idea exactly what's going on, but it's just extremely frustrating watching this team just be so futile constantly. Yeah. And they are, they are not lucky, and they are not good. And in those, that combination, it doesn't really matter what's going on. The result is disaster. And when you're in a pennant race, they are still in one, right? Just <laughs> yeah. We're technically They're still, still in a playoff spot right now. Oh, I don't know how that is even possible. It helps that Boston and Baltimore are beating up on one another. As yeah, by to... the end, so Baltimore and Boston are playing right now, and it's one nothing Baltimore going into the bottom of the eighth. If Baltimore holds on to win that game, the Jays will fall to third place all by themselves for the first time in a long time. And somehow still be within two games of Boston. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the only saving grace here is that everybody in the division doesn't seem to want to take the ball and run with it at this point in the season. If 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 just one of those teams went on, say, a six-game winning streak, the Blue Jays' playoff hopes would be, would be hanging on a wild-card spot, basically, and nothing else. But instead, everybody's just clubbing one another to death on alternate nights, and it's kind of all hung together for them. Yeah. Now, just because it's, so it's not all we're talking about that, that, uh, that middle relief being so awful, right? Yes. Might be time to increase Brett Cecil's role again. This is the one good thing that seems to be going on. Since the middle of July, Brett Cecil has given up, he's given up runs in two of his last 22 outings. Now, one of those was a grand slam when he entered the game. Yes, it was. Against Kendrick Morales. <laughs> and he gave up a home run in Cleveland as well. And, you know, he got the loss to his seventh loss of the season. But in his last 22 outings, again, this is somewhat, you know, I'm picking an outing right before he, right, right after he gave up three runs. But he has 22 strikeouts in 15 innings, 11 hits, four walks. I mean, he's... He's, and, but most importantly, he's getting his curveball to get swings and misses again and getting it down and out of the zone. 
So maybe he should be instead of like, oh, we've got a lefty coming up. Let's go to Cecil. It's maybe it's like it's sixth inning in a one run game. Let's go to Cecil for the whole inning. At this point, what does Gibbons have to lose? Since even Biagini, <laughs> his his you know trusted new guy, has had all of a sudden home run problems. He's not going to go away from Gurley and Osuna, but you can only use those guys when you're very close or ahead. So you need someone to fill in that, and if you're you're not getting anything from Tapera or Dermody or I don't know, throw all the other fifteen names out there that are out in the bullpen there. <laughs> Yep. <sighs> All right. Donaldson is hurt. This is the next thing we yeah. want to talk about. He, he cannot do the hippy hippy shake, is my understanding of, of his, his main, <laughs> his <Wow>. main <laughs> uh, Correct. That's, I think you should overlay the music when you're saying that. <laughs> I'm going to uh, put it under this whole yeah. section while we talk about Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently he hurt his hip. In that Red Sox series, when he was running to first base on the Sunday's game, it's like when, when, you know, on Monday he didn't play. It's well, he'd been in O for a streak. He needs a day off. Okay, makes sense. Tuesday, oh yeah, his hip sore, can't play. Wednesday, oh his hip still sore. He's going for an MRI. Wednesday was it's barking, which uh, yeah, if, if I were a literalist, I would not want to hear about a barking hip under any circumstances. But yeah, it's, it'd be a medical marvel. Exactly. You could you could tour with that thing. And he's going for an MRI. Do we do we are we all waiting for the MRI results still? Yeah, they have not come in as of this recording. We'll post those up it, with the uh well the actual MRI imaging. We'll have that on the web no, we won't have that on the website. We, we got, just... I, I get to pull a JP Ricciardi quote again. Uh yeah, go ahead. It's it's it's, it's not a lie, they know the truth. Exactly. That's important. Important to remember that definition of the truth and the lie and the thing and the hey hey uh i think i had a couple clever lines about how bad this team is but it's all gotten washed away in the agony here (laughs) watching your team should not be like root canal and 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 it is for sure uh so without donaldson this team fills in with ryan goins and darwin barney at shortstop which may go down in history as one of the most precipitous substitution drop-offs on offense uh Surely, in Blue Jays history, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I don't. I mean, I guess that's kind of the best they can do, right? I mean, Andy Burns, you're not going to want to play him in a pennant race, right? He's a rookie, probably overmatched. And Matt Dominguez, I think, is technically somewhere. I don't. Know, he was DFA'd, but he's not. No one picked him up. <laughs> he's just he's, he's sitting in Buffalo in his hotel. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I just don't really have any options. No, and we've often said that the the two guys who this team can ill afford to lose are Josh Donaldson and Russell Martin. At least Martin now they have Navarro. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> Donaldson is there's no replacement for him. No, even if he was an MVP caliber, you would still be having replacement issues. Even if he was an average player, there just is not a third baseman out there. Um, I noticed Darwin Barney tends to play third base like a middle infielder. He actually let a ball go by him so it could get to Tulo in the hole the other day, which I thought was, it, it just looked really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you're the third baseman. You got the shorter throw and you, oh no, the ball's by you. Never mind. You're, that's, that's what a second baseman would do. Okay. I mean, uh, I think defensively they're going to be fine. It's just the hitting is, Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. A lot of long, sad pauses. 
between us. <laughs> uh, in I don't know. Is this exciting news? The name Ben Charrington came up, and it came up because the Blue Jays hired the former Red Sox and uh, Indians, sorry, Cleveland um, executive to be VP Baseball Operations. Is that the right title? Yeah, he was correct. Yes, he was the GM in Boston. He took over for Theo Epstein. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Boston has a really good track record when it comes to player development, and that's something that he oversaw when he was under Epstein and then obviously as the GM. So I can't see it as anything but a bad, but a good move. I mean, I, there's no way it can be bad adding someone with his intelligence and track record. So the right? question came up, what about Tony LaCava? Who's been a Blue Jay front office person well, he, forever. He's more in charge of the scouting aspect of it, of, of it as well, though. So, right? He, yeah, I'm just wondering, does this mean someone is on their way out because someone came in, or does this mean we just we let the front office bloat up just a smidge in favor of having a guy with a lot of experience in there? Yeah, it doesn't sound like this is him taking over for somebody. I mean, they hired Gil Kim to run player development, and it just sounds like he's going to be working heavily with Charrington, who will just assist in other aspects. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he has a good track record, despite some, you know, like he's made some horrible contract signings, but that's not going to be his job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I can't possibly see anyone complaining about this unless it's just like, oh, he worked in Cleveland at some point. Therefore, it's Shapiro making us the Toronto Indians or was some stupid thing. I've still never understood that. Because people it, are, yeah. are irrational. <laughs> That's why. Well, oh, OK. I'm, I, I don't understand irrationality that well. That's probably a good thing, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's left me confused more often than not. Uh yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's cool to have an actual big baseball name. I thought it was funny that it was mentioned that he was offered the Twins GM job or sought out for the Twins GM interview anyway, and, and he said no, because every person in their right mind, I think, right now, has said no to the Twins job. Yeah, and Hopeless did that too. I don't actually get that, though. Why wouldn't you want that job? Because ownership is going to set some parameters on you, either for budget or for how much in, they are involved in the day-to-day -day running of the team. And I, Is I that would true? Have well, you, I, haven't, I haven't heard that. Well, as but, far as I okay. know, it's just the team sucks, so people don't want to take it. But well, it seems they have like, the chance to actually revamp a decent organization. It's Minnesota. You're not going to get $150 million a year payroll. No, but they're still around 100 It's not, It's not like he's taking over Oakland. It's almost taking over Oakland or Tampa or something like that. Um, but my, that's my assumption is, is that if so many people said, no, there's more to it than, oh, the team sucks because lots of guys, I mean, look at Theo Epstein. He took over the ultimate, the team sucks team and he's got them on the warpath to the world series right now because. Okay. Okay. That, that's really simplistic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The Cubs had the like the best farm system in baseball and a zillion dollars. That's a little different. I, I don't think GM shy away from from fr franchises that are performing poorly. I think they shy away from ownership that is not going to let them do things their way. I think that's why Baltimore, which looks like it has a decent amount of money, couldn't find a, a GM with any, uh, any ease because of Peter Angelos. Yeah, but I mean, Angelos has that track record, right? People say that. I've never heard that about Minnesota. I'm not saying it's wrong or, no. or that you're wrong. I mean, that could be a very good reason that teams are turning it down, but it just it's never been reported, which usually it does get out there, right? Yeah. Oh, well, damn it. D Detroit just took the lead on Minnesota, which is bad for the Blue Jays. 
Hey folks, how do you like these updates in the past? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I hate that we have to care about the Detroit Tigers who get to play the Minnesota Twins four more times. We don't have to care. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of beyond caring at this point. I'll be perfectly honest. You don't care if this team makes the playoffs or not? Uh, Why are we doing this podcast? Do you really want to do a Guardians of the Galaxy podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, for all of you who don't follow me on Twitter, I suggested that this would be a one-hour review of Guardians of the Galaxy tonight, which I finally got around to watching uh, and enjoyed a heck of a lot more than, oh, I don't know, all the Blue Jays games this week. Uh, I guess we're not doing that. But yeah, yeah, (laughs) until they win two in a row. I mean, that's not a lot to ask, is it? Two in a row? Might be. (laughs) Exactly my point. Um. So we have listener questions. We still have listeners who care about this team, or about how you're supposed to deal with this team. I guess. Yeah. So the just before we get going, this this comes from Mike. Is is Greg going to be the one to read the stream of depression this week? Would you like to take the reins, Greg? Uh, it's actually not as bad this time. No, I'm I'm just bringing it up. It's Turf Pod recording day. You put two exclamation points in here to try and get people to give good questions and happy questions. I don't think it worked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got some real ones this time. <laughs> so from the bald soprano at Aonic NUI, uh, you can look up how to spell that. Uh, can you recommend strategies to quell blood boiling Jay's frustration? Can be masked only with fits of Jay's depression. Do you, do you have a strategy for blood boiling frustration? I thought we talked about this. Reese Peanut Butter Cup S'mores. <laughs> I, I've gained nine pounds this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, I got I to gotta try something else. Uh, I think most people are going with straight alcohol, right? That seems to be the tried and true method. Yeah. <laughs> Although that is, I don't think that really helps with a blood boiling frustration. That just increases rage. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you pass out, how ragey are you, really? That's a good point. Uh, Lauren Simmons, uh, at Lauren Dorfin, which is kind of clever. Uh, Who, in your opinion, has underperformed the most overwhelmingly in the second half of the season? I have have one pitcher candidate and one batter candidate, and one of those is going to make you mad, but you go first. Well, I I don't even think it's going to make me mad. I think it's obvious, but the hitter is... Definitely Michael Saunders, right? Yes, absolutely. From a uh, 135 uh, weighted runs created plus, that, that basically just tells you how much better he is than league average. From a 145 and all-star to a 75. So he went from 45% better than league average to 25% worse. That's quite bad. <laughs> as, as, as Buck and Pat are so fond of saying, it's not what you want. Who's He's hitting pick? 190 with a 286 on base since the All-Star break. Yeah, that's a it's a 110-point drop since his pre-All-Star uh, game average. Yeah. And a 90-point drop in OBP. That's really bad. Yeah, I think we pretty... Yeah, we've established that. <laughs> Go on. You can tell me Marco Estrada now. Uh, Marco Estrada. Marco Estrada's <laughs> done all kinds of nothing in the second half. Uh Here's the, the we'll use the same thing. Batting average against went from 172 to 282. So much for that magical batting average against. Uh, on base percentage, he's allowed a 349 on base in the second half. And uh, guys are slugging instead of 332, they're slugging 472 off of him as that's all of his opponents. Yep. We actually got a question about this. Actually, it's good. It's a good thing to transition into that one. I'll read it. Uh, this came from 360 Blue Jay News. 
If you could pick Estrada, first half great, second half, which we just talked about, or a pitcher <laughs> who's been mediocre the entire season, who would you take? Oh, for me, that's easy. I would pick Estrada. Yeah, I don't think it's close. Because you know that a guy who's been great might be great again. Could be the next start. Could be for the playoffs. Who knows? He could be great. He was actually quite good today. I mean, he had that one fluky, stupid Kevin Kiermaier home run. Little pop-up to right field that went over the fence. Guess how many home runs this year have been hit softer than that Kevin Kiermaier home run at 89.7 miles per hour? Seven. Yeah. You didn't have to guess. You read the tweet. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you know, Matt Dermody decided to start doing the old school Blue Jays thing of letting a haired runner score. Yeah, but he was fine. I mean, he struck he struck out five of the first nine batters. It was an improvement, but yes, yeah. he's still been a disappointment. Uh, whereas with the average guy, you pretty much figure he's always going to be average, and that's a problem. And he didn't you're... say average; he said mediocre, which I guess yeah. is similar in name in, in meaning, but you don't want that guy. No, because you're kind of stuck with that guy. Uh, okay, going back to Zahir at Zeroid, who is a frequent contributor to our question segment. Which you Blue haven't Jays... even read the depressing common questions that we were talking about. Do, do, do you want me to get to the bottom first? All right. Well, uh, I was trying to lead into that with Sir with Decision at Sir Decision. Is life worth it? <laughs> That's the entire question. Keep going. <laughs> Buff Tenderson at Senzel 3000. No questions. I'm just sad. <laughs> Thanks for dropping by. Uh, oh, and Brad Urbanowitz, it's it's not a sad question, but it's it's I guess it's pertinent. How many times will Josh swear in this episode? Only at one so far, right? Yeah, we're good. We're, 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 I think we're. I would have taken the over if you'd given me like two point five. Um. So yeah, I would be losing. Uh. Okay. So the actual question. Question. Which Blue Jays pitcher will be our mad bum when they take the 2014 Giants route to the World Series from zero? Optimism! Yeah, what's that doing in there? Must be a, some sort of glitch. <laughs> uh, I go, go J-Hap. Hmm. I mean, it's hard to argue with that, given how well he's thrown, and he's the only guy who's actually pitched a game that they've done well in lately well Liriano but he's not going to be that guy uh well that was so Hap weird Sanchez I mean there's no two there's the only two real answers right wouldn't it be funny if Liriano made the playoff roster as a starter no it wouldn't because I mean someone that thinks I've gone really bad they're not going good Josh <laughs> don't know if you've been tuning in actually no it'd be awesome because it means they make the playoffs <laughs> now we're talking I think Liriano should start the wild card game because he's kind of a wild card, right? And he's done. He's been in Pittsburgh for how long? And they they're always in the wild card game. You just answered the next question from Brandon Panikar, who starts the wild card game. Should they make it? <laughs> oh, for some reason that is not on my list of questions. Weird. Yes, because you just replied to the tweet, and it was sent to me and at Turfbot. But uh, uh, yes. So is that what's your real answer to that? Is it Hap again? Uh, no, it's Sanchez because you're. Yeah, you go Sanchez to start that, and you let Hap start the divisional series when you win the wild card game handily. Yeah, I think it has to be Sanchez. He's he's your best chance at dominating. Yeah, and, and if you're gonna... assuming his blister problem clears up, which we didn't even mention. Yeah, did he soak it in pickle juice? That's what I want to know. Uh, probably. <laughs> I, I I do remember. 
Sean Markham had a blister. And, and he soaked it in po- pickle juice, and then he had to hold his finger in rice. <laughs> is he trying to dry out his phone? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what? Did he try turning his finger on and off again? What? <laughs> anyway, I was like, why are we not talking about this now? Why are we not, you know, going on about... I would love to hear all the treatments Rich Hill has had for his blister, too, because I, I love witchcraft-type medicine when applied to million-dollar players. <laughs> snake oil? Yes, exactly. What kind of snake is it? We want to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, burning questions. Uh, do you want to get... Uh, you want me to do the last question? Oh, sure. I did another one more. I missed it. Uh, Luke, Spork V underscore. If JD gets a robot cyber hip, oh, how yeah, much will his crazy cyborg powers up his triple slash line? Oh, yeah, he's going to turn it. You yeah. ever play the game Base Wars? I'm familiar with it, where uh, any the close old... play goes to one-on-one combat, correct? Yes, but they can also <laughs> hit balls into outer space. That's what's going to start <laughs> happening. He's going to be like the first that. batter to hit the, hit the CN Tower with a fly ball. Woo! Anything is Scare possible. Scare the crap out of some edgewalkers. Uh, well, they spent enough time scaring the crap out of me, so I think it's fair. All right. Would you, would well, you edgewalk? So we had some weird questions, but they weren't all super depressing. Well done. Yeah. Better than, the, than last week, surprisingly. I, yeah, maybe people are uh, moving through the stages of grief. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we have, I guess we'll start with the gold stars. Yeah, let's start sure, with the gold star. Why not? So I'm just going to quickly give out a gold star. We talked about it earlier, but I, I want Troy Tulowitzki to have one. We don't normally give them to players, but he did exactly the right thing. He anticipated a fastball and he hit a grand slam on the first pitch. And that swing was textbook as far as how you punish a baseball that's in the wrong place at the wrong time. So gold star too low for guessing correctly and having a plan when you went up there and executing said plan. It was beautiful. Probably the most beautiful thing all week. It's crushed. You have a gold star. I was at, I was at that game. It was very enjoyable yeah. to watch. Awesome. That spot and not the whole game. People on Twitter said, oh, that has the feeling of a dramatic, game-changing, season-changing home run. And then they got shellacked, and Big Poppy hits his <laughs> last home run at, 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 uh, in his last game at the Rogers Center. And I'm like, no, that has the feeling of a narrative-changing home run right there. Not that one earlier, unfortunately. Luckily, narratives don't win baseball games. Three-run home runs do. Okay, I've taken this Apparently off the trail. Grand Slams don't. Yeah, weird. Uh, you were going to give out a gold star. I was. So baseball released its schedule for next season, and there's some weird quirks. Like, for example, the Jays' home opener is against the Brewers. <laughs> the Jays start the season with a two-game series and then a four-game series. Yeah, so some weird stuff going on. One of the weird ones, which I love, and this is where the gold star comes in, on June 10th in Tampa Bay, the A's and Rays will play a scheduled doubleheader. Single bill, doubleheader. Is this presumably because the less time anybody spends in Tampa is better? I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> but, but it's fun. You know, it's, instead of, it's the opposite of we want 100 or 81 fully paid home dates. It's let's have some fun. Let's play two games on a day. Interesting. I, I think 
uh, is it like the open air games in the NHL? Are they going to see whether it flies or not, and then they're going to pound it to death the next year on the schedule if it if it draws people? I doubt it. <laughs> they've done this before. I mean, it's not, it's not even the first time they've done it in this century. It's the third time, but it's still kind of neat. It is. I wonder if the schedule makers are just like, oh, this is too difficult. It's just, <laughs> just can't figure it's like out the travel time. Oakland. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. I saw a funny tweet about this. Someone's like, the 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 loser doesn't get a new stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be funny if you said the winner gets a new stadium, then they'd split. Yeah, but the winner gets a new stadium in the wrong city, and they have to move. No, I... (laughs) (laughs) Some weird conditions coming up on this game. Oh, my goodness. Well, there's two gold stars, which means we absolutely have to have a do-over. Who's getting it this week, Greg? uh, You are, Josh. You are getting the (laughs) do-over. Because last week, we're going to go to the tape where you said the following is it can't get worse than it's been. Oh, oh where is it? <laughs> Folks, uh, we may be hearing that clip next week, right? There we are. We just heard it next <laughs> week. <laughs> well, you bored me. <laughs> what do I get for predicting the future, Josh? Do I get a, do yeah. I get a special award? You get a do-over. It can always even, get worse. If you continued that clip, I even said, it's like, no, 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 it can't get worse because <laughs> everything has gone wrong. I forgot that people could get injured too. <laughs> oh, and those people uh, can be the very best player on the team on both sides of the ball. <laughs> oh. Wow. So if the air wasn't out of our balloon last week, uh, surely it's as flat as it gets. We were nice last week, I'd like to say. I think we pulled some punches. I think we gave the team a lot of credit. We said anybody can have a bad week. I feel like we were uh, more than fair, and we were somehow punished for that that approach. So should we just go a whole out? Yeah. Yeah, would you like to... Do you have something to say to this team? <laughs> do you want to you you, you take the turn this time? Come on, Greg, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's liberating. Get your <laughs> together. Just... <laughs> Get it together, guys. It's it's baseball. You've been playing it for a long time. You you need to work your way through each at bat and each inning like it freaking matters. Like just just play the get, see the ball, hit the ball, run anything other than what you've been doing, where you kind of limp in halfway through a game and it looks like you've shrugged your shoulders. Do I think you've actually shrugged your shoulders? No. Uh, but man. It's unwatchable. It's you're killing it. Three million people have been through the gates. They didn't come to watch you just flounder like a dead fish on the bottom of the boat in September. Okay, that, that did better. feel a little bit better. This is a little better. Yeah, there we go. See? Yeah. Huh. I'm sure that'll improve their fortunes as well. Oh, yeah. Now that it's out in the open like that. I did that for you, <laughs> listeners, for all of you who don't have a ridiculously small platform in which to do that. <laughs> hey, I, I, it's not that small. I actually met some listeners this weekend at the Jays game. Seriously? People listen yeah. to this? I know. It's crazy, right? Uh, what did they say? Did they say that... They, like the, it. they actually yeah. enjoy this show. They yeah, enjoy this show. it's crazy, right? Obviously, Josh has gone delusional, folks, so... Uh... <laughs> We'll get him some medication for that, and we'll get him calmed down by next week. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, this is obviously not a long podcast because we don't have an interview. Uh, Have we have we any topics that we didn't get to that you wanted to address before I ask for your final thought, which is a topic that we 
didn't get to that you'd like to address? <laughs> um, maybe? I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> I have something I'd like to address, but I don't know if it's which one it falls under. Uh, I think it's just the timing is hilarious. So the Jays, so they released some new ticket pricing, and so they, they, re- they got rid of their flex packs. Now, right, and and they made these game packs. So go ahead. So, way back when there was the eighty-one games for absolutely dirt. What did they call that pack? I'm trying to remember now. The fan pass was that what it was originally called? Yes, yes. And they've been gradually phasing that out because it's way too cheap for a team that, that draws three million people a year. And and then they had flex packs, which were like the next step away, which is like buy twenty games, and it's kind of like any twenty games. Mm-hmm. but they're getting rid of those yeah now that these game packs which are you can pick some games in this game style designation because there's like there's a plus a b c and d rankings for games as in division rivals people who are interesting people who you don't really care about and people who nobody wants to see is that the the translation for a b c and d <laughs> Yeah, that, that that seems to cover it. And the A-plus <laughs> is home opener and candidate. But anyway, oh, well, yeah. just the timing was great. In the midst of the worst stretch of the season, <sighs> it's like, hey, guys, we're going to take away some of these options. You <laughs> hey, hey, I got, I got news. <laughs> yeah? It's going to cost you more to come next year. <laughs> Genius. Which even that was expected, but it's like it's going to cost you more and you get less choice. <laughs> Which, I mean, it totally makes sense from a business sense for them to do this, right? To maximize their revenue and everything like that. But the timing couldn't be worse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. it's It's been a banner week. I've said it already, but wow. On uh, on every side of the ball. <sighs> do I have a final thought, I guess, is, is, is the real question. Listen to Greg's inner monologue here. I, I really have a lot of trouble thinking about this team i like it you know what i someone else i was talking to who i thought was a big fan also personally admitted they can't sit down and watch an entire nine inning game when it's like this i I felt better about myself because as usual when they're really sucking i i i tune in uh i know they're really bad right now because every time i tune in on the radio the opposing team is batting that's like how long are our half innings? Like two minutes? There's more commercial yeah. than, than batting time? Yeah. So I, I I feel like they can get it together. Uh, I feel like they're not going to. So maybe next week I will I will have to eat crow and apologize for saying that. How about that? I would love if you get the do-over next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's, I got a 42 minute. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll just write down where I said that. Oh, the great hope. So in that spirit, uh, you have been Joshua Housem at Joshua Housem, and I have been Greg Wisniewski at Coolhead2010, and this has been Artificial Turf Wars episode number 29, the one with the very, very long rants in it. (laughs) And we will see you next week. That's the name of the podcast. (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs) 